It is indeed our Thought Leader Thursday segment. And uh, tonight we speak uh, to Bongani Lazla from the uh, CIDB, uh, the Construction Industry Development Board. And uh, if you're in the world of construction, you're a contractor. As Umuntu Musha, you would know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, this is uh, the Industry Development Association. And uh, he's uh, been acting as an acting CEO at the CIDB since the passing of uh, Babu Cyril Kamete in August of last year. And uh, yeah, now faced with a mission of turning the organization around and uh, also pursuing things like contractor development, which I want us to talk about tonight. And uh, yeah, he joins me on the line. Uh, Bongani, good evening to you, my brother, and welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Ayabonga, and good evening to you and to everyone listening to your show. Thank you very much, man. Let's maybe start before we get into, you know, the nub of your work out at the CIDB and many of the challenges and everything else, I assume, is in the in-folder or the inbox as you start this new job. Um, And maybe just go back. I mean, you uh, graduated from UKZN, Cambridge. Uh, where did it all start for you, uh, for Rubongani, and uh, just your own pathway into the world of construction? Mm. What about the sector do you enjoy so much, uh, and just broadly the built environment? Yeah, for me, I think one of the main aspects is that, you know, unlike many other professions, when you solve a problem in a built environment, you solve with one solution for many. You know, when you build a bridge, a bridge will allow kids to go on uh, to save their time to go to school for the next 50, 60 years. But it's a project that you would have probably done once in your life, similar with a treatment plant. You build a treatment plant, it serves thousands and thousands of communities. So I sort of fell in love with that idea of, you know, you work on one project for a couple of years, but it will be there forever. And we've built great monuments. You look at the Moses Mabidia Stadia, uh, the bridges that we have in South Africa, the high-quality treatment plants and innovative technologies that we've designed. So I think uh, it, it appeals to me when you can solve a problem with uh, one solution for many and that problem mm. lasts for a very long time. Yeah. So that's what I like, I think, uh, about the built environment. And the CITP is also offering me that again. Mm. And I guess, you know, a lot of people have also said this is a sector, very labor-intensive, relatively lower barriers to entry for even unskilled workers to come into the sector. But it's also a sector where if it gets the right jobs, can trigger stimulus and impact for many upstream sectors, ceramics, glass, cement, mm-hmm. steel, yes. and so on. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. You know, the key for the uh, reconstruction yeah. and recovery of our economy. Well, it's also been a sector that hasn't been without its own controversy, uh, yes. because if we think about the last time there was a massive public investment infrastructure push around, say, the 2010 World Cup or so. The um, ramifications of that, I guess, were collusive activity by big majors in the sector, um, you know, on on bids and so on, which effectively inflated the price of the stadia and other things that were built in preparation for the 2010 World Cup. Um, Have we recovered from that? I mean, I saw a voluntary rebuilding program underway and so on. At a sector level, when you guys sit as the Industry Development Board, um, what what is your view, I guess, on, on how that has been dealt with, but also broadly questions of transformation? Because I also know contractor development is a big part of your work. Yes, in the national market, mm. we need to build stronger businesses. 
hence the CIDP really got a blessing in 2020 when Minister Delil signed into law the BUILD program, which really aims to uh, ensure that we do enterprise development, skills development, and developmental finance uh, for emerging contractors, because uh, it is also an expensive business to be in. You know, it requires quite a bit of cash at the beginning, and I was listening to some of uh, the, the listeners that were coming in, laying out, and uh, correctly so, some of the challenges that young people face when they enter business, when they enter into mm, business. Mm. So those aspects are quite important. Hence, again, I'll emphasize the fact that it's quite an important assignment that we have been given to try and ensure that we turn the construction industry into mm. that is inclusive, ethical, but contributes really uh, to the socio-economic development of our country. Yeah. Now, now, one of the things you guys do also is to to share a contractor database, which um, I think until fairly recently is open to the public. You could go on your website quickly, yes. just check who's who, who does what, where. Um, and one of the things to the challenges you're speaking to that contractors are facing. We've seen an issue in parts of KZN, Eastern Cape, and even in the Western Cape, where people come on site, disrupt the operations, in some instances violently or with the threat of violence. And one of the issues that are being raised is that people feel excluded and closed out from these construction projects. I mean, take aside the criminal element, because that's also there. There are mm-hmm. criminals, but there are also genuine business people who are saying, you know, when we talk about 30%, it seems this 30% is only for projects above 30 million. So we can't be a main contractor because we're not a grade six or anything of that kind. Uh, and when you look at the distribution from grade six to say grade nine uh, of who are level one contributors, who are the black players in that space, mm-hmm. it seems in our metro, even in our metros, we're not finding a lot of black players graduating to level eight, level nine. Why is that? And how do we make sure, I guess, using this moment of infrastructure-led recovery, as you mentioned earlier, Mm. that that becomes an opportunity to graduate people above uh, whatever levels where we might see a concentration at the moment of black players? So those Mm. major infrastructure projects that also contribute quite a lot to job creation. When you look at our nature of our register, it is really a tool that we try to use to assist the state and also the private sector to do risk mitigations when they enter into construction projects because we want to make sure that those people that they are appointed those projects, they can do them and complete them. And you are correct to say uh, one aspect of it, but that register must also be representative of the demographics of uh, of the country. Hence, it's quite important to have strong contractor development programs in each and every major client that does the uh, construction work. So that's number one. And the program that I referred to, the BUILD program earlier on, mm. it's really meant for that. So saying, let's support these contractors with the construction management systems. Let's support with these construction companies with all the tools that make a strong business, because you also are running a business when you're you a contractor. So that's one aspect. And then we need to match the skills that are available coming out of your FET learners to put them in these companies so that we have people that are competent to do the work. There's nothing as disheartening than seeing a road 
are incomplete for a number of years. So it's quite important that we, we build very strong businesses that are youth-owned, owned by people with disability, owned by women, owned by black people. It's quite important that we do that so that we can make sure that the co- contractors graduate to the higher grades indicated between six and nine. Mm-hmm. You know, the 30% issues, sure. it's quite important, and you've correctly pointed out, we have to remove the criminal element part of it because it actually does not even help in the service delivery that we are trying mm. to achieve. Some mm. people go to sites saying, give us this money so that we can go away. They don't even but want to work. Those yeah. That yeah. Are there, yes. But those that are there, and there are many that go there to say, we want to work, we want to get the economic opportunity, but we also want to get the experience. Mm. It's quite important that contractors have a good, uh, sorry, client bodies have a good uh, contractor development program. One other aspect of the build program that I've noted, uh, Minister Delio signed into law uh, a standard of indirect targeting, where it says that no construction project above a certain threshold we can just go on as normal. It must also be used as a platform to ensure that the skills transfer, business skills transfer, not just only the technical skills, so that the emerging contractors can grow and will have high confidence in them in doing the work. Mm. You will find the centralization of the large contractors. Uh, you might find the company based in Utobatuba, but they use an address of Devon or something like that. That happens, but we still do need to have more uh, contractors from privacy disadvantaged groups uh, in, in the higher grades. And it's one of the clear missions that we have as the CIDP, and it's very clear to say those, it must be representatives of the demographics of the uh, Republic, and our programs, what we spend our budget on, must be working towards that. Talk to me about, I guess, in particular, young people and young women, um, and what programs, I guess, you are developing, um, just to make sure that at least many of the you know, uh, people you accredit and uh, the work that you do is able to translate into their incorporation and a lot of the value creation in this sector. Yes. Uh... And then, Baba, if there was any message you would have to young contractors, young people in the built environment, I mean, so many things I wanted to touch on, but we'll have to leave it there. I wanted to talk about materials and so on. But if there's any message you would have for those cohorts in the built environment and in the world of construction, what would that message be? opportunities mm. also lift other, other young people sure. along because sure. uh, that will also ensure long-term sustainability. Bongan, Asbonga Baba, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Bonga Minapodi.